Live from Studio B, it's Sarah and Abby. So today we have a special surprise for you. We're actually recording from our studio for the first time since the pandemic. <laughs> first time ever, actually. Um, this week's episode is Viewer's Choice. Viewer's Choice. What are we calling Welcome it? Welcome to, oh, SeaWorld Sucks. Okay. Cool. Sea World of Satan. Ooh. Oh, have you seen the sign that's like Sea World? Do you mean Sea Pool? <laughs> that's good. I can't lie. Okay, so welcome to episode um, nine. Wow, we're really moving on up. I'm surprised we haven't gotten picked up yet, honestly picked up yeah like by a producer like a company I guess. you're like right. a record deal i don't right. know that people would be like making moves by now yeah well by this episode um they will <laughs> so this week we're gonna be talking about sea world and how they suck and how they're satanic and demonic and um Sea World of Torture. Oh, Sarah, don't say those words, honey. <laughs> um, Today, we're going to be telling you the, the three reasons why basically Sea World sucks. No, but seriously, Sea World sucks. Um, we're going to talk about why, in case, you know, any of our viewers have gone or are planning to go this summer. Hopefully we can, you know, change your mind. Have you been to SeaWorld? I have not. Nice. Have you? I, I, yeah. Wow, my, she's fake. She's my parents. <laughs> my parents took me when I was babe. Wow. That's fake. You gotta hold this for a sec. Besides, you're gonna make me anxious. <laughs> Are you done for now? Give me one more butt. A big butt. Here, there's another cookie. I don't want the cookie. know where to begin there's so many angles we could go with this like you know whatever your your angle whatever your vision or passion is as a human we got an answer for you you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah if you're an environmentalist we got conservation talking points if you're a people person we got talking points for the human workers if you're just a pure animal lover we got the talking points for you. And if you're just like a human being, <laughs> um, we've got talking points for you. I mean, everybody knows what SeaWorld is. I don't know if we have to really explain what SeaWorld is. Yeah, um, but does everybody know that there's multiple SeaWorlds? Folks, do you? Because no. I didn't. 
I don't think I did either, to be honest. Before Blackfish? No, before right now in this moment. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they have one in Florida. That's the one that everybody thinks of. One in San Diego, California. And one in San Antonio, Texas, which is probably, the, like, terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, and then outside of the United States, they have one in Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates. And they used to have one in Aurora, Ohio. They had one, at least they used to, in Spain, right? Because that movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a misconception is that people, like, people, you know, view the world with rose-colored glasses. Mm. And I think people think that, oh, because it's such a big industry, SeaWorld, oh my gosh, it's SeaWorld. They don't mistreat their animals because it's SeaWorld. Mm -hmm. You know, and just because it's a big business doesn't mean jack shit um it actually kind of makes it worse yeah because they can get away with more because they have more money yeah so all right the three reasons why SeaWorld sucks one it's a dangerous environment for the human workers two it's an unsafe habitat for the marine creatures and three the quality of life for the animals sucks so basically, yeah, we're just going to be hearing those three points, and then we're going to give you just a little bit of background on Tilikum the whale. Uh, may he rest in peace. Okay, so it's an unsafe environment for the workers that work there. Now, the trainers, you were doing some research on that. Are they, Now, they're like marine biologists, right? Like, they're like experts in whale behavior, right? No. So that's what um, SeaWorld, it seems like, wants you to think. Um, that these trainers that are going, you know, doing the shows and doing the tricks are some fancy, very well-educated marine biologists. Um, they're not. They're just, they're entertainers. You know, they're putting on a show. I don't know what the credentials are, but you, they are definitely not marine biologists. <laughs> Um, they're performers that are literally putting on a show with animals at SeaWorld. Yeah. Deceptive. Deceptive, to say the least. Right. Let's talk about... Well, no, let me, let me go back to that. Okay, okay. Go back. Okay. Um, Let's rewind. So, um, <laughs> going back to that, you know, in my opinion... I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. Someone's going to take this the wrong way. Um, Good. Any well-educated marine biologist would know not to get in the water with a captive <laughs> giant whale. Yeah. You know, any well-educated person, especially with a knowledge of what these animals are capable of, and how stressed out they are in captivity would not get anywhere near one of them mm -hmm. if they cared about their lives. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because um, marine experts express concerns over how humane it is to keep giant whales in captivity. You know, again, things that you think about for more than three seconds. A well-educated person with a knowledge 
of Wales, A, wouldn't put themselves in that position to get killed, and B, would know to not work and support a place like that. Like, you know how when you leave your dog home alone for like an hour, mm-hmm. you feel bad? Wouldn't you feel bad leaving a whale, like every night alone in a pool? Yeah. So how did they not like feel bad? Blue Freedom did interviews with ex-trainers. Each trainer told them about the food deprivation techniques that are used to ensure performance. Oh, yeah. They described the painful dental surgeries that orcas, orcas are routinely subjected to, and a list of abuse goes on. Carol Ray talked about um, how an orca calf was separated from her mother to be shipped to a different facility. The calf was just four years old, and we were told that she would be removed from her mother and her two half-siblings to watch her and her mother struggle to try and stay together while they were forcibly separated by nets, and then watch the calf hoisted up with a crane, put in a truck, and shipped away was simply heartbreaking. But the worst of it was after it was over and I stayed on night duty to do observations, the mother spent the night alone in a corner of her tank, shivering and screeching, crying because of her loss for the entire night. Mothers rejecting their babies. Taima, well, Taima died from a prolapsed uterus while giving birth to her fourth calf, age of 20, and they're supposed to uh, be born at five-year intervals so they were definitely breeding her too quickly gudrun rejected her first calf who was born born with a birth defect kyla also rejected her calf halen tama rejected sumar as well and they said um the main thing we have learned is that they do not cope well in captivity increased tank size is still a tank mm-hmm Mm-hmm. People have a difficult time imagining themselves in an animal situation. This lack of empathy and consideration is the source of animal suffering everywhere. To claim love for these animals and yet to support them being in confinement, it's a great hypocrisy, really. I guess some workers might say, like, oh, well, if I leave, I know they might get something worse, so I feel like I have to stay. But it's like, you know, if everybody's saying that, then nothing's going to change. So we have to, like, really push for change. You know, and another thing is, like, like the lies, you know? Like, supposed to be an animal welfare organization. SeaWorld, we love animals, <laughs> But your employees are literally so inexperienced and know so little about the animals they're taking care of that, you know... According to the trainers, the SeaWorld culture is contingent on suppressing the truth about the adverse impacts that captivity causes orcas and other cetaceans. As former trainer Stryker... what? Cetaceans. It's like whales. Oh. You knew that? Yeah. Well, like... I didn't know that. Sorry. As former trainer... Maybe if you, like, majored in math like me. As former trainer Stryker says, if SeaWorld had a motto for its trainers, it would be show up, suit up, and shut up. Once Hargrod left SeaWorld, he became an outspoken, this is a trainer, um, he became an outspoken critic, outspoken critic despite harassment and pressure from SeaWorld. He was in Blackfish just a week after he quit and went on to write Beneath the Surface, an engrossing book about his experiences of the problems at SeaWorld, which made the New York Times bestseller list. We should buy that. Yeah.
The U.S. Occupational Health and Safety Agency, after investigating Don Brancho's death, has ripped SeaWorld's safety record, finding them $75,000 and working to prevent any trainers from going into a tank with the SeaWorld orcas ever again. Yeah, SeaWorld is fighting back with all of the power their billions of dollars in revenues from captive dolphin and orca shows can muster. Like, and that's sad, too, because then they're not getting any stimulation, you know? In retrospect, this is from an um, ex-trainer who's now a professor. In retrospect, it's very disturbing how little information was conveyed to me about the relative risks associated with working around captive orcas, said John Jett, a SeaWorld trainer from 1992 to 96, who is now a professor at Stetson University. I was never fully informed of the real risk I face working around Tillicum, nor was I ever fully informed of the risks I face with being in the water with any of the animals. In hindsight, I was extraordinarily naive, but my naivety was fueled by a fabricated sense of safety constructed from a gross lack of detail. Huh. So they don't even train them. Well, it's like, you go there, look, like, I'm sure, you know, a lot of these trainers are young, and they're animal lovers, and they, you know, they don't think twice about, oh, I'm going to work at SeaWorld. And then, like, they just, obviously, I'm, yeah, is there, like, even a safety, like, do they talk about safety? Do they do anything? Do they... Like, any sane person, when understanding... It, it's maybe like... Oh, yeah, they must not go over it at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, they might just be like, oh, they're so trained, like, nothing bad will ever happen. But just listen to this video just in case. But then nobody's paying attention because they're like, oh, it's SeaWorld. Like, nothing yeah. bad happened. Yes, and I'm sure, yes, the fact that it is SeaWorld makes people feel safe working there and, like, the animals are cared for and SeaWorld. Yeah. And it's like... There have been a lot of whale attacks in, not only at SeaWorld, but at other, like, smaller parks. Interestingly, there has been no fatal attacks on a human ever documented in the wild. Mm, mm-hmm. But we were able to find 43 noted cases amongst 31 different whales in just, like, five minutes of, like, Googling. (laughs) Which is, like, insane. Yeah. Think about how big a whale is. And think about how it's a wild animal. And you're a little person, a shrimp, and you're about to just get in there with them. It's unsafe for the people and the animals. We talked about the people. Um, just to me, you know, common sense. Such a huge animal with a human is just a horrible idea. Because um, even if they don't try to kill you, um, they can accidentally hurt you. Yeah, like, what if they turn their head, they get startled, and they just turn around, or like... They can do a lot of damage, and... You know, they're a wild animal, and they're a very intelligent wild animal. So when these people who, you know, the trainers who are kind of posing as marine biologists are out there in a bathtub with them, um, that's just really not <laughs> smart. <laughs> yeah. But number two is that the, the habitats are not suitable at all whatsoever, even a little bit, for the marine life that live there. So let's talk about where whales live. Um, the ocean!
and there's only two regions of the ocean where whales, uh, orcas specifically, do not inhabit. And that is the Baltic Sea and the Black Sea. How do you know all that? Because I looked it up through the podcast. <laughs> so whales live in the ocean, obviously. Arctic oceans to tropical seas. That's so, so many environments. Literally, they're living in a pool. Well, not even a pool. You're even giving it too much credit. How do you figure? Because a pool implies, like, the scale that it would be like to us swimming in a pool. If we want to say, like, like a, a bathtub. A bathtub. It's as if they're in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Additionally, these are concrete pools. It's not, you know, some pretty under-ocean design or anything. <laughs> under the water. What do you mean designs? Like someone's going to spray paint a design that would make it better? Yeah, I'm just telling the viewers. Like there's no, there's literally no stimulation at all whatsoever. They're sitting in a concrete pool. Yeah. There's no toys in there for them to play with. Like, they don't even have balls. There's quarantine. There's no, you know, when they eat their meals, like, they're not, like, even catching alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or anything. Like, literally, their life sucks. Yeah. Um, a lot of whales sustain injuries because they bang into the balls, like, out of psychological distress and sometimes even just because they're too small these pools aren't even sometimes the length of them we saw a photo of silicum taken from an aerial shot and his tail and his nose were touching both sides of his tank um diving they dive crazy lakes in the in the wild their tanks are not even as long as their bodies like, they can't even fit their whole body underwater if they're diving. Yeah. I mean, this is just, like, it's just literally, it, it, it's, it's, it's impossible, though. It's impossible to meet their basic needs. That's also true. In captivity. So, like, they just can't be in captivity. In March 2013, PETA complained about a child who had been bitten by a dolphin at SeaWorld, and there were numerous violations of the Animal Welfare Act. This included the use of expired surgical materials. Some of these materials were um, almost a decade old. The USDA also documented that a dolphin tank in the areas, you know, outside of the performance arena were in disrepair and contained cracked and crumbling concrete and rusty beams. And this is obviously, you know, unsafe to the animals and the workers, because what if, you know, concrete falls into the pools or you ingest the dust and the rust? USDA also said that they do not facilitate cleaning and disinfections. With all these rusted parts and cracked pieces and all that, how can you really fully clean and sanitize the way you're supposed to? when you're dealing with multiple animals and, you know, food. Oh well, yeah, where do they put them when they're cleaning? They can't take the whole whale out. Put it in. I'm serious. Yeah. And especially if the place is falling apart. And if you need to have a trainer there to move the whale, but then the trainers aren't also cleaners. 
so then you need to have the trainer there while the cleaners are there. Like, it doesn't make sense. They probably make the trainers clean, and they're probably just hosing it down, you know? Yeah. Or they probably just put shit ton of chemicals in it. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. And people are like, oh, well, they're, they're protected from the ocean. And it's like, they have no natural predators. Humans are the only predators because of the top of food chain. And, like, they'll be fine. It's not our job as a human being to fuck with the lives of other animals. Even if you think you're helping it, you gotta just, just you know, they're a whale. And chances are you're not helping it. Yeah. It's disgusting. So... In June of 2018, SeaWorld of Hurt posted mm. an article <laughs> titled Seven Things That Are Bigger Than an Orca Tank at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, just to have a little bit of background, orcas dive um, about a thousand feet deep and they travel up to 140 miles every day. The SeaWorld tanks are 35 feet deep. I'll say it again for dramatic effect. Yeah, can you um say that again for dramatic effect? 35 feet deep. And their tanks are 0.06 miles. I'm going to say it again. 0.06. That means to create 100 miles that they would swim, they would have to swim around their pool. 1,428 times. So, seven things that are bigger than orca tanks. Its own parking lots. Okay. A bowling lane. I like that one the best. Since bowling lanes are 60 feet long, you can roll a ball nearly twice as far as orcas can dive in SeaWorld's deepest tank. That's depressing. So, what's the shallow That should upset you. Yeah. Okay. Three, the distance from home plate to first base. That's not a far distance. Even I can run that. Okay, and folks, 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 viewers, let's think about how much bigger a whale is than us. And let's take that also into consideration with these small distances, okay? What did you say? A whale, okay, so if their tank is the length of a bowling lane, Mm -hmm. right? Half. Okay, that's not, that's literally just the length. That's not like a ratio of like no. their size. Yeah, so where, that's obviously such a smaller distance compared to a whale than it is to us. Oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Because they're so ginormous. It's like an ant. Okay, that would be pretty fucking big for an ant. Mm-hmm. My bed is pretty big to an ant, but is my bed big compared to me? No. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And SeaWorld San Antonio built an artificial lake for water skiing shows that dwarfs the adjacent orca tank. So basically like it's it's so much bigger than the orca tank right next to it. Oh. And it's for water skiing shows. Nice. Jesus. Um okay, yeah. Number 4. One block. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me's in here. Whose nose? Oh my God! Stop. Stop. I'm sending you this. 
In this aerial view of SeaWorld, you can see how little room the orcas have. Inside the circle is the late tilicum, whose nose and tail appear to be able to touch both sides of the tank at the same time. Um. A mere city block is roughly twice as long as SeaWorld's largest tank it is, as its busiest park in Orlando, Florida. The wingspan of a Boeing 747 airplane. Oh, this one got me. Number six, the distance that toddlers walk in a day. Yo. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Mere toddlers between 12 and 19 months can walk a distance that puts the length of orca tanks at SeaWorld to shame. Experts have observed... Ob- <laughs> what did I say? Observed. Observed these tiny tanks can walk up to 2.6 miles a day. That's 13,558 feet farther than the length of a tank. Number seven, a football field. An orca tank isn't even half of 360 feet of gridiron. I don't know what that means. I think it's a football thing. Okay, here's a good... They they put, like, what actually is 100 miles. It's about half the length of the entire Grand Canyon, or more than the distance from Los Angeles to Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah, there's just no way that you could possibly mimic an ocean in any capacity. Killer whales, orcas, the, you know, the standard black and white Shamu. ones. Yeah, they're so intelligent. Like, mm-hmm. arguably, I'm going to say it, smarter than human beings. Probably. I said it. Second heaviest brain among marine animals. Mm. It's the brain to body size ratio. Brain in relation to their body is still ginormous. So in the wild, they exhibit a lot of natural behaviors like foraging, they travel, you know, they swim a lot, they rest, they socialize. Their matrilineal social structure, basically only elephants and higher primates like, you know, the chimpanzees, the gorillas, um, they live in comparable social structures. So whales are up there with, you know, all mammals are intelligent, you know, obviously, but they are up there with you know, dolphins and whales are, are with the chimps, you know, with how intelligent they are. And the elephants. And everybody always talks so much about, you know, elephants are so smart, chimps are so smart, so are whales and so are dolphins. And we're, we're doing this to them and we're, you know, preventing them from living their natural lives. They're extremely social. They live in matrilineal family groups. Meaning they stay with their maternal bloodline for up to four generations. That's insane. We don't even do that. Mm -hmm. We literally don't even do that. Matrilineal family groups are the most stable of any animal species. And they live with their mother for life up to four generations. That's like, uh, like your great, great, great grandma is living with you. And you guys are all just chilling. And, like, to have that kind of cognitive awareness and, like, I don't know, just, like, they just think about that. And and they don't live for one year. They live for, some can live up to females 90 years old. So that's, that's why it's four generations. And with one exception, 
no permanent separation of an individual whale has been um, recorded ever from a, a resident matcher line. So there was only one killer whale ever in history that separated from her group. Mm. Actually, I think it was a guy, but they named him Luna, which confuses me. <laughs> um, yeah, like they, oh, another thing. Mm. So they're highly mm-hmm. social, but but the the pools that they're kept in, they have to be kept apart because they're so small that they're tripping over each other and then fighting because they're like on top of each other. Yeah. Um, they normally like animals can communicate with each other, but the interesting thing, but also really sad thing about orcas is that they have dialects that are specific to the particular, you know, group or area that the orca came from. So you might have, two orcas in the same pool together and like oh well they're socializing but they don't know how to communicate because they're from different uh, different pods and even maybe they might have been captured in the same like region maybe they're both from the arctic but these vocalizations are passed through generations again you have the the mothers the matriline teaching the younger generations these specific calls and so they can have seven to 17 distinctive call types they can't communicate with each other so they're literally alone and then putting them with a stranger. i remember on blackfish they were saying you're literally putting them with a stranger and expecting them it's like putting you know somebody who speaks chinese somebody who speaks spanish somebody who speaks french in a pool together and being like all right you guys are cool right in a bathroom, in a small bathroom, in a, yeah. with nothing in it, and being like, all right, you're all humans, figure it out. They are yeah. endangered, and one of the reasons they're endangered is for capture for marine mammal parks. Again, Sarah talked a little bit about their intelligence. They imitate, they deliberately teach skills to their family. They've been known to... um figure out like fishing tactics and then kind of mess with fishermen like once they figure out what they're doing and like play games with them kind of so in the wild orcas live to you know well females average is 46 but they can live up to 70 or 80 and then males average 31 but they can live up to 50 or 60 the median age of orcas in captivity is nine years so we're not even halving their normal life expectancy we're like, you know, quartering it. <laughs> we um, don't know how to talk. No. In the last 10 years, seven orcas owned by SeaWorld have died at an average age of less than 13. So if they could live to up to 80 um, and they're dying at um, 12, that's an issue. But SeaWorld will tell you that there's no difference in life expectancy. That's literally, like, our life expectancy, basically. 80 years old. Yeah. And and they're dying at 12. They're dying as kids. So something that people may have noticed is their dorsal fin. Mm. Um, What is that? So it's that, you know, fin on the top of their backs. (laughs) So a lot of, most of the 
Wales at SeaWorld have one that's kind of, it, it's it's slumped over. It's collapsed. When you say um, most, would you say 60 to 90%? Yes, that is what I meant by most. <laughs> um, SeaWorld, you know, since most of their whales have this, they're like, oh, it's fine. It's normal. But I think, again, if you look at that, that, that can't be good. Um, so stress. It's not a form of stress. It's a sign of stress. <laughs> stress signal. It's a stress signal. No, it's a it's a sign of stress. It's caused by you know the stress from being in an unnatural captive environment. Um, yes, some orcas have this in the wild, but guess what? Less than one percent of males, and no free ranging orca female has ever been recorded with a totally collapsed dorsal fin. How come that number is between sixty to ninety percent of captive orcas? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to SeaWorld, the majority of whales will have a collapsed dorsal fin. That's what they'll say. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about Tilikum? Mm. <sighs> Rip. He was born in captivity or caught in the wild? He was he was captured from the wild when he was two years old, separated from his mom. Okay. He was in Sealand of the Pacific. Oh, that was the really sketchy one yeah. that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the marina, yes. Like the one with the little boat, remember like the little boat houses? No, ew. They kept them in like boat, like a little, like boat houses. Ugh. Disgusting. Um, okay. So when he was there, Tilikum, he, he was involved with, an, in an incident with two other whales that killed um, a trainer. Then the aquariums closed and sold all of its orcas to SeaWorld. So instead of, you know, I guess taking, you know, a look at why they killed a trainer, <laughs> they just sold them to SeaWorld and kept allowing and them SeaWorld to work like, with oh, people. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's responsible. Mm-hmm. And then he went to SeaWorld Orlando and he f- is the father of 21 of their calves. Uh-oh. 10 of which are still alive. So even after SeaWorld knew about his history, um, killing his a trainer at Sealand of the Pacific in ca- Canada, they used him for breeding. I don't know how to say, like, <laughs> they literally, like, <laughs> They masturbated. <laughs> yeah, like in the pool, literally. Um, oh, it literally says right here. In 1999, Tilikum began training for artificial insemination. So the way they do that is they literally masturbate them in the pool, like on their on their back, and then they inseminate um, the the females. Um, so they knew about his predisposition, or I guess just his history of aggression and despite this they used his sperm for 21 (laughs) um probably more i'm sure they tried more times and they didn't so that was a big issue or controversy with that SeaWorld had um oh they, they they didn't let him have human contact right and then I don't know but then didn't but then he killed two other people so 
Well, so the, so the first girl he killed at the sea land, the, the really sketchy one in Canada, and that was the three orcas submerged her, dragged her into the pool, and prevented her from surfacing. Okay. Yeah. So she died. They sold them to SeaWorld. The second death was super interesting because it was a supposedly a homeless man. And the cause of death was drowning, but oh, the autopsy, yeah. he had wounds, bruises, abrasions all over his body. Oh, like his telecom. Yeah. His penis was ripped oh, off. Yeah. They, he chewed off his penis. Why are we, why are we, um, <laughs> he was found dead over Tillicum's back. Yeah. In his sleeping pool. Okay. That's. He like fucked with him. Like he didn't kill him because he di- he died of drowning, but he like he like fucked with him, and yeah. they still didn't stop training with him. Yeah. Okay. So you know, <sighs> nature versus nurture. There's ob- obviously this whale is fucked up because he was taken from his mom, whatever. Um, and he's now he's in captivity. So that's obviously playing a role into his behavior, but also you know genetics and how the environment influences those genetics maybe he would have been a happy guy in the wild but you know he's not and this is the way he is and any i'm gonna put breeder in quotation marks because we're gonna make another episode about breeding animals but (laughs) any responsible breeder would never breed an animal that killed people let alone an animal of this size that is around a bunch of people. Um, that is just mind-boggling to me that they would even think that that was remotely a good idea. Like, yeah. Like, that's amazing to me. So in 2010, their SeaWorld VP of Communications uh, said that SeaWorld trainers do not now, nor have they ever entered the water with telecom for this purpose, meaning um, getting his sperm. But they literally did because former employees who worked there revealed this. And then the third death was with a trainer, a 40-year-old trainer, Dawn Branshaw. Dawn. Mm-hmm. She was killed following a Dine with Shamu show. So she was rubbing Tillicum as part of a post-show routine. So in the water with him, even though Mm-mm. he's killed two people. You wouldn't catch me. <laughs> he grabs her by the ponytail, pulled her into the water. And there's cr- there's a crowd there. Oh. Uh, by autopsy indicated death by drowning and bl- blunt force trauma. Uh, that was in February of 2010. He returned to performing on March 2011. Like, are they... He killed people. Three people. Like, I'm sorry. You're gonna keep... You... <laughs> it's not even like... They're like, alright. He killed a few people. Let's like change this, this, and this, and put him on this medication, and play this kind of music, and really relax him, and do some nice evaluation, and you know have him talk to a therapist. 
Like they made no changes in his environment whatsoever and just kept doing what they were doing. Isn't that well, the yeah, they did. Sanity? They did. Here, look, they did. What they did. High, what? high pressure water hoses were used to massage him rather than hands. Wow, I'm sure that was really relaxing. Okay, but isn't that the definition of insanity? When you yeah, keep doing, doing the same something thing and expecting a different result. Like, yeah. He has killed people. That's it. Like, no. Um, well, and, and that's not to, like, say that he's a shitty person. No, like, no, no. There, and there was oh. PETA and other organizations offered to put him in um, um, a, an ocean tank, kind of. Not mm-hmm. a tank, but it's like a... Well, where they, like, obviously... block off part of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They they literally offered to do that, and SeaWorld just kept, like, saying no, no, no. Because yeah. they, they needed his sperm, and they made him money. And even though he was, you know, um, aggressive, he made strong, I guess, whales. He's not, like, this is not at all Tillicum's fault. The misconceptions, like, but the animals are happy. Yeah. So why, why does SeaWorld continue to be so successful? Because I think people like instant gratification and shock factor. People like to be up close to animals. Um, They like to pretend like they feel connected to them when they're able to see them in person. And I love animals, so I'm gonna go to SeaWorld to get up close to them. I feel like it's more like tourists who just are like, oh my God, they don't hurt the animals. They work for fish. Like, they're just doing cool tricks. They've been there for years. It's a family tradition. Get over it. Yeah, I think that's a common one where people say they don't hurt them. People's justification for supporting places like this is that they say the animals are happy, right? Oh, they're happy. They're doing shows. I went there. Like, they're not hurting the animals. They're fine. Okay. Let me make one thing clear, folks. Um, they are in captivity. Jail. They're jail. They, they, they oh, okay. They <laughs> serving a life sentence for a crime they didn't commit. Oh, I love that. Mm. Um, no, but they, they, you know, in the wild, they swim in the entire ocean they swim up to a hundred miles a day in the ocean okay and you're putting them in a swimming pool in sea worlds that is the equivalent of us living our lives in a bathtub and subjecting them to a lifetime of that and then also like literally like just entertaining people and doing fucking tricks for a piece of fish like yeah, and they, and they like don't they purposely don't feed them before the show so that they're hungry. Like obviously they're gonna take the fish, so you can't say, "Oh, they're getting food." Like, shut up! You look dumb. Like, um, yeah, that's their meal. If somebody starves you and then offers you a cupcake to do a jump when you're so fucking bored, you're gonna do it. So another common argument, besides the animals are happy, um. People like to say, oh, well, they're taken care of well. SeaWorld really cares about them. They really, mm. you know, 
they're well cared for. They're well maintained. They go to the doctor. They're clean. Whatever, whatever. All right. Well, interesting. Because the USDA issued an official warning to SeaWorld in the San Antonio location for repeated failure to provide drain covers that are securely fastened in order to minimize the potential risk of animal entrapment. Okay. So... This violation actually resulted in the death of a sea lion. Mm. Okay, so, hmm. Clearly, safety is not of the utmost priority to SeaWorld. Um, no. I wonder how many citations they have. Let me try to see if I can find that. I know they have, like, a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, um, this one, there was, there was one documentation of a dolphin tank. The areas around the dolphin tank and the orca performance tanks were cracked and had crumbling concrete and rust. That's obviously dangerous for the animals, but also, you know, the human spectators. Um, concrete could fall, rust in the pool. Um, not a good situation. Basically, they don't give a shit about their animals there, and they, you know, aren't well cared for, and the animals aren't obviously happy. No. They say that they're committed to protecting and conserving animals worldwide, like, you know, conservation efforts. And that's, like, a common argument. People will say, like, oh, well, they, like, they work for conservation. Um, In 2018, the public-funded conservation fund only spent the equivalent of 2.2% of the company's profits. Wow. It's like what freaking zoos do. It's like, cool. You're breeding them to live in captivity. What does that have to do with conservation? I'm confused. Yeah. Breeding an animal just to have it exist in captivity for our entertainment is not doing the animals any favors at all. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. All right, folks. We will see you next week for our um, episode on something not animal related. If you have any suggestions, hit us up in our DMs. Um, and then the following week we'll be doing puppy breeding because that was like the one we were going to do if you didn't want this one. Oh yeah, we're going to talk all about puppy breeding. It really grinds my gears, but we'll get to that later. Okay, folks? Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.